Pashkisisa Part 2. In the Pasha, we come to another part, a vessel, of the Mishkan. Although Truma had all the parts, Tetzava gave us the last thing, the last component, which was Mizbeach <coughs> Hazav. Sorry, apologies. Now, Barsha talks about the Kier Nechashis, the wash basin. A mitzvah to make the Kier Nechashis. Every day, before the Kahanim would do their service, they would wash their hands and feet. And they would wash simultaneously. They would put their hand over their foot and the water would come from the faucet over onto their foot. Over the hand and the feet. That's how they went into service in the Mishkan, the Besamekdash. It was made out of copper. Unlike most of the things that they tried to make out of gold. But as you remember, we spoke in the beginning of Truma. There was Zav, Lachesef, Unacheshes. There was gold, silver, and copper. The Ramam tells us in Hechaz Beis that according to the financial status of the Jewish nation, that's how the things were repaired or done or built. So when the Jews were in a good financial state, Everything was made out of gold, obviously, except for this kir. This kir, come what may, no matter what repairs, or no matter what was duplicated and everything else, the kir itself is always made out of copper. Where did this copper come from? This copper came from the mirrors of the women. The women used mirrors to beautify themselves, And they donated their mirrors, their copper, to the Mishkan so that so that they could partake as well. That's what the kir, the wash basin, was made out of. Medish tells us <laughs> In modern technology, you'd have to say a terminology, otherwise you wouldn't understand what it says. Meisha was freaked out, or he's grossed out, by this donation. It just didn't sit with him. It's made for the Sahara. It's a mirror. Kajj Baruch says to him, accept it. Not only accept it, you should know. This is more. This is more dear to me than anything else. Because through women, the generations are established. Well, they were set up in Mitzrayim. Actually, women are the ones that gave birth to the children, etc. Therefore, anything they want to donate to me is the most special thing. 
the kir, even though it was a part of the building of the bias, as we said, is not mentioned in the other kalim. Was not within the combines of the Mishkan, but rather by the entrance. Before they entered, they needed to wash their hands and feet. In the beginning of Amalaf, talks about this. Let's see, Rashi brings it down. Not only that, there's a separate commandment from all the other Kalim. The donation of the mirrors for the Kir. But it's not enumerated the nations in the Mishkan that are mentioned later in Pashpakude. But still in all, it had a special it was a special entity and its own, within its own. And therefore Akadish Barhu endured this more than any of the rest of the things. Let's scrutinize this a little bit. Let's see what is it that was so special about this kir. Let's a little bit bring a little more to light the innards of the Mishkan. Upon setting up the Mishkan, a total new concept came about, which is a fulfillment of what HaKadosh Baruch Hu said to the Jews, make me a dwelling place, and I will dwell amongst them. This now took a whole new twist. How Kedusha Elyeinah, the highest of Kedusha, of holiness, of sanctity, came down into the most mundane of worlds. And not only that, but they took mundane materials, Zahav, Kesef, Necheshes, gold, silver, copper, and they made a Mishkan for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. This boils down to the bottom line of creation. To make Fakadish Baruchu a Dira Bitachtainim, a dwelling here on this world. Hakadish Baruchu should rest and be revealed in this lowly of status of a, of a world. In that vein, in that same train of thought, shall we say, this brings about how the kir had a special effect to it more than anything else. Because this was the symbol, the way, the symbolic way with which brought down the Kedusha Yena and enveloped it in the many different multitude of worldly creations here below. How? Through the colored mirrors. 
the mirrors that were made for Yetzirah, by the woman beautifying herself, it's enticing the Yetzirah. And through that, the Kir sanctified even this. And the way was to enlighten and to brighten the light of godliness. If that's the case, why was Moshe so disgusted by it? Because Moshe Rabbeinu stood in a very, very high spiritual level. Keep his score at home, he gave Marim Yevomis Memtesim and Beis. Nistakil Baspaklaria Mi'ira. He was able to look into the, literally, the magnifying glass of, 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 of light. Looking at glass through a magnifying glass. Looking at light through a magnifying glass. So much so, even the most mundane things in the world were able to find a place in in the world for the Kaddish Baruch to rest in. He wanted to elevate this to Am Yisrael entirely. And therefore, he felt that this was an exaggeration. Everything had to be in the world. It's nothing to talk about. Everything in the world had to be used to elevate godliness. But this, a mirror which a woman stands and beautifies herself, he couldn't find it. To which HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, No, my kind. Listen to me. The Mishkan must have, even from the most mundane and lowest things, even something that's made simply for the Sahara to be able to get his hands on. If you talk with the Basi Ligani, the Maimon, even the opposite. When you bring Kedusha to the most mundane things, you make it also Adiri Leisbarich. This was therefore most endeared thing to HaKadosh Baruch Hu more than anything else. This is what we learn from the Kir. Not derive from it the fact how it brought about the Sahara, and not that we should allow ourselves to be convinced by the Sahara. also that we should not fall into despair of things that come down of the past, the opposite. The Kiyah tells us Wash with this your hands and feet. We too need to wash away from us all the unwanted 
elements that have attached themselves to us. All our skeletons in the closets, all our not seeming, but actually even though it's pains and hurt and loneliness and all the other things that unfortunately are attacking us on a constant basis from the Sahara, although can't say can't say it's Sahara because it's real, it's tangible it's, it's anxiety it's deeper than a Yetzirah could ever get tells us the here we need to wash ourselves we need to cleanse ourselves from all these non- unwanted elements and elevate them as well to Kedusha, not just to destroy them, but to elevate them. This is more important to the Abishta, even more than the Aveda within the Elmaid. And therefore this stood by the entrance. And a Kayan could not enter the Mishkan without not only passing this, but without actually using this. This was used, and what is it? It's a wash basin. A wash basin. And this wash basin literally washed the hands and the feet. So my hands I understand. I need to use them to sanctify them, to be holy them, to be clean. And the feet, yes, I might have stepped or walked in places which they shouldn't be. Tells us the here, no. I'm going deeper than that. I'm not just superficially washing off the un the unclean the unpure impure and the unclean. I'm actually deep down doing just that. I am deep down involved in cleaning, in purifying, in elevating each and every element of your existence, each and every element of your past, present, and future. I am establishing you and purifying you and, again, the word cleansing you from everything and anything. But, I don't have you, I'm not in the Holy of Holies, I'm not in Kedesh Gadashim where you have to come inside only the King God look, go in once a year. I am by the entrance. By the entrance, by the outest world, outest place, the most outside place that could possibly be. Another commandment. In this week's Pasha, one that we've heard back in Bishalach in Mara, place called Mara, and in the Seresa Dibris, and yet it's repeated again here. The difference and the specialty of Shabbos and the mundane six days of the week. Why is it? 
Six days, Hakadosh Baruch Hu made the world, the heaven, and the earth. Vayonach Ashvi, and rested on the seventh. And therefore, as we say in Kiddush, Al Kain Berach Hashem is in Meshabas Vayikatsheim. And therefore, Hakadosh Baruch Hu benched the Yom Hashabbos, blessed the Yom Hashabbos, and sanctified. Our parsha emphasizes the actual action of Shabbos by a person. What does the Kaddish Baruch Hu tell us? It's a sign that I make between you and you all and I. Lord, to know Hashem I am the God that sanctified you. Meaning to say, Shabbos sanctifies the Jew and emphasizes the difference, the change, to an extent that they are a different person, a different entity entirely. So when one has a scenario where they struggle with Shabbos, they're not in a good place on Shabbos because of the surroundings, because of where they find themselves. Or some of us In today's day and age, can't live without the social media. And some of us don't need the social media at all. They just need the companionship and the unconditional love that's given them. But they don't find it in the surroundings in which they're in, <coughs> they only have it via contact with the outside, with people or person or whoever it might be, which they therefore need to contact, they need to reach out or needs to reach out to them. And Shabbos, they become secluded from that as well. Therefore, this day of Shabbos, the sanctity of the Shabbos, takes us to a different level. It literally changes our essence. We are given what's called an Eshama Yaseda, an extra Eshama. And as a matter of fact, if you really want to keep scoring, there's another Gemara in Mesech, there's Beya. Tezayin Amaralif, 16 side 1. Not exact same wording, but it's the same idea and concept. That the Neshama Yaseid is given to the person that of Shabbos. And on Matzah Shabbos is taken away, and therefore it's one of the reasons that by Havdalah we smell the Psalmim or 
whatever whatever tradition you have to smell something that's calming and something that you can make a bracha on first of all and secondly that gives you a little more peace of mind or calmness because the Nisham said is taken away and we find this the wording of Shavas Vayinofash the word Vayinofash is broken up with the words also you find it the same Gemara Tainus Rashi explains it Vayinofash Vayinofash I'm going to explain this in Shabbos. Is Vey of the Nefesh. Which means to say when Shabbos goes out, the person loses the Nishami Yaseda given to them on Shabbos. It's extra Nishama. This extra neshama, the shami said, he gives them an extra menucha on Shabbos, complete menucha. One rest from Shabbos, one day a week, and you act as if it's Shabbos. Sorry, if during a weekday you decide to take a day off and make it a Shabbos, you're not going to feel the same peace, tranquility. It'll be a rest, but it's not going to be the same. Only on Shabbos, with the Nishami Yaseda, can a person feel that extra oomph. There's actually a discussion. You can score it on the Marab Sachim, Kuvbez, Amabez, Baram, Tesis, Sechnes Be'el, Amigimam, Amabez, Demaslaki. Different discussions. as far as how this goes but therefore we said as we said before therefore we smell the besamin because we are de- we feel deprived something is missing now when the Nisham Yaseda leaves but if Shabbos goes into a yamt if you don't smell the besamin you don't have to make that bracha we find also the same achlekes Rishbam brings down when you go out of Shabbos into Yom Tiv, you don't lose the Nisham Yaseda. Yom Tiv also is the Nisham Yaseda, let us say Shabbos. But then there's other opinions that argue on that. At Yom Tiv there's no Nisham Yaseda. What there isn't, and therefore the fact that we don't make a bracha, a bedimim sum when it goes into Yom Tiv, because Simchas Yom Tiv, and the meal, etc., helps, the, just like the sum helps the person come back to themselves by the lack of the Nisham Yaseh, the Nisham Yaseh, leaving the same way also, this, uh, the meals of Yom to do the same. It's not actual discussion of the actual Metzius, if there's no Yisham Yaseh or not, there is or not the Nisham Yaseh on Shabbos, on Yom Because even according to one that does say there is a Nisham Yaseh, it's not the same as Shabbos. <laughs> Excuse me. 
Therefore, what's yamtiv? We don't smell the psalm. The only question is where and how it implements itself on yamtiv. According to the first opinion, the difference between Shami Seder, Shabbos, and yamtiv is only kamos. It's only the amount of Shamani Seder you get. And therefore, we don't have an actual loss on Matzah Yamtiv, like we have on Matzah Shabbos. And also we don't have the same Menucha, rest on Yamtiv that we have on Shabbos. According to the second opinion, Shami Yisrael of Yamtiv is not anyway comparison in the Eichus to the Shami Yisrael of Shabbos, and therefore we have an actual loss Whereas Simchas Yamtiv, the eating and the drinking of the Yamtiv satisfies us just like the Psalm would, and therefore we don't have any physical loss, any mundane loss, and doesn't set us back, so we say. So may we take it once and for all, receive our Nishami Yaseir and the Yem Shikuli Shabbos and Menucha Lachai Elamim, the day that is perpetual, that Shabbos will be forever in the time of Mashiach Zedkenu. May we go this Shabbos into Yerushalayim in Akedesh and not need ever to summon again to appease us, to satisfy us, but rather the Ruach of Elikim, Averes Aretz, the spirit and godliness and the days of Mashiach will give us enough joy not to miss out on anything, but the Nisham Yisrael will totally be incomplete. Shabbat Shalom to all.